I'm Atakiapi, and welcome to Food Revolution, brought to you by the Sichungu Food Sovereignty Initiative. Every other week, we'll be bringing you stories of food sovereignty from community members and tribal food producers working to build a more just, equitable, and regenerative food system for our Sichungu Lakota Oyate, the Burnt Thai Nation. Together, we're building a tribal sovereignty through food, and we've set a place at the table just for you. Join us and be part of the food revolution. All right, so I'm here with Foster Kenor Hogan. Um, Foster, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background. I'm a Dakiapi, Chante Washte, and I'll be choose that below. Foster Kenor Hogan, Machi below. Hi, my name is Foster Kenor Hogan. I am a senior at Stanford University, graduating in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, I'm from Parmalee, and yeah, that's a little bit about me. Cool. And for those of you who don't know, Foster has been with the um, with our organization, the Food Sovereignty Initiative, for um, for a number of years. Um, Foster, tell us a little bit of how you got involved with our program. Yeah. So my, I think I was a freshman. The summer of my freshman year of college, I was, you know, looking for a summer internship or a summer job, and came across this opportunity that the school offers. To partner with any nonprofit, and so I was asking around, like, what I could do, where I could go, and I knew I wanted to come home for the summer, but I just didn't know where, where to be placed. So then someone mm-hmm. made the connections with Mike, and Mike was like, "Yeah, sure, come on, you know, we'd love to have you here." So then got placed with Sichangu Food Sovereignty Initiative, and from there. Like it came back the following year, and I think last year was my first break, and then here I am again with the WIC internship. Yeah, and so for those who don't know, um, our WIC internship stands for Wa'ichachia Ichachapikde, um, which is um, the Grow Into Producers. It's a, our beginning farm and rancher program. Um, so, Foster, what what made you? Um, become interested in, in that internship? Yeah, so I I wanted to come back to this to this um, to the Food Sovereignty Initiative. You know, it's I've had a lot of great experiences here. I learned like everything. I learned so much and just this simple exposure to what tribal food sovereignty is like really changed my life and my perception of the world. Mm-hmm. like what it means to be food sovereign, but to also like be food sovereign in an indigenous manner, like from an indigenous perspective. Yeah. So that was really eye opening for me. And now, you know, I'm taking that into my own practice of, you know, foraging, um, hunting, fishing, you know, doing it in a culturally respective manner. And, you know, just taking the time to learn about a lot of different things and even gardening, mm-hmm. <clears throat> gardening, you know, the, the common store vegetables like tomatoes and stuff, but also Three Sisters indigenous seeds. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm really interested in and trying to get into more as I'm learning. Um, so I thought this internship would be another perfect learning opportunity for me. And, you know, I can learn more beyond what. I was already exposed to and I am I'm mm-hmm. learning so much more like 
with the chickens and ducks up here at the garden. I don't know anything about chickens and ducks, but <laughs> learning a little bit about them. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah, so, yeah for sure. So if someone were to ask you, like maybe, you know, your little brother, what does food sovereignty mean to you? How would you explain that to him? Hmm. Hmm. I always have trouble with this question. <laughs> but I think for this food sovereignty, you know, that's that's its own thing. And indigenous mm-hmm. and tribal food sovereignty is another both, you know, food sovereignty by itself, that's that's just having your own food, growing your own, um, harvesting your own, you know, not having so much dependency on um, stores and big companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but indigenous food sovereignty is something different, entirely different, because you're focusing on the the epistemologies of the peoples, you know, for mm-hmm. Lakota peoples, you're focusing on our relationship with the Buffalo nation, the mm-hmm. plant nation, you know, other four-legged relatives. And you're doing that in a culturally respective manner. You know, you're, you're focusing on the prayer in it. And <clears throat> I think that's something that's, that I'm trying to focus more on because, you know, it's, Gardening is a, is a skill that takes a lot mm. to master, but I think this indigenous side is is a lifelong journey that you just have to practice every single day. Mm. So that's, that's kind of what I'm focusing on is that distinction because people, I don't think people are aware of that. And I, I want to raise awareness of that because that's, that's important because that's who we are as a people. And that's, you know, that just strengthens our tribal sovereignty as well. So if I were to yeah, tell my little brother point. that, he'd probably be a little confused, but I would just say, you know, just <laughs> practice your culture, you know, and, and learn, just learn everything you can about it and watch, mm-hmm. you know, observe what others are doing and ask questions. That's what I would say. Yeah, awesome. That's a good response. What about your your thoughts or your perspective around food? How has that changed over time, um, you know, from like high school into, you know, now where you're kind of doing more of the, you know, gardening right now and working with chickens? How has that changed over time? In high school, you know, I I would have known nothing about any of this. <laughs> I wouldn't have even a clue. You know, I learned, I knew some like, I knew the health disparities that we face and, you know, in high school, I stopped drinking pop, like just, what do they call it? Cold Turkey. I just stopped cold Mm -hmm. Turkey and I still haven't drank pop since then. But I think just the simple act like that, um, was a good start. You know, I didn't know too much about, I knew what choke cherries were, you know, wild plums, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I love to eat deer meat and buffalo, but I never, you know, did that sort of stuff myself. I just kind of, you know, ate what, you know, what relatives had. Um, But now I know, like, I can do this myself. I've learned the skills, developed the skills and understanding to do that on my own. And it's crazy because you you don't realize how much you know until someone asks you something and you, 
you can explain it to them and teach them. And that's, that's a really like humbling experience too. Mm-hmm. And that's something I probably wouldn't have experienced when I was younger, but now that I'm older and, you know, have these experiences of working here and, you know, taking it into my own life and going out on my own foraging and asking questions from other people, that that's an experience in itself that's really mm-hmm. humbling because now I know, like, <laughs> there's so much more out there that we don't know that we could be learning. And it's it's just astonishing what, what we know, what we've always known, and what we're yeah. starting to, like, learn again from, like, what's been taught to us as not good things, but they really are good things. Like, like yesterday, I made dandelion um, tea and coffee. But my whole life, I was always told dandelions are nothing but weeds, but mm-hmm. it's actually, like, super healthy, you know, benefits to dandelions, you know, things like that, that's, that's growth. Like that's a whole shift in mindset. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that's really crazy to think about now. Cause it's like, what else is something that's beneficial to our health that they're telling us is, you know, weeds, whatever a weed yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, so jumping back to um, the internship, what's been your your favorite part about it? And, and like, what are you looking most forward to? Hmm. I, I like the, you know, the things that we're learning. You know, I'm learning about different healthy soil management, you know, composting, um, starting seeds you know I, I tried to start seeds but I didn't really know what I was doing I just bought some starter plants from the SGU greenhouse last year mm-hmm. uh, but now you know learning how to do things on my own um, from someone that knows more about it I like to do that more than you know watching YouTube videos and stuff I say that would be probably my favorite thing is like actually getting my hands dirty out in mm-hmm. the field and doing things like that. Cause that's, that's fun to get away from the screen <laughs> since we're all on the screen all the time nowadays. Yeah, definitely. So actually being outside <laughs> and being with the plant relatives and the chickens, there's so much fun. It's just mm-hmm. great experience. And the thing I'm looking forward to most is just seeing everything grow like we're to see some things growing now, but I can't wait till it's, you know, later in the summer where we're having the markets and, you know, have the opportunity to share our, our produce with people and, you know, have them say like, wow, this is really good. And I just like seeing that, seeing people like eat something and then their reaction is really, you know, makes me happy to see that. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most is like those um, opportunities to engage with people again, even if we, even if it's like socially distanced, which it will be, but just seeing mm-hmm. people and being able to connect again. Nowadays, you just feel so connected being in isolation and on the screen. It's not the same. Mm, definitely. I totally agree with you. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, <clears throat> I think gardening can be you know really hard work, and um, I think what really pays off for, for for me anyways is that being able to see you know the people from our community you know benefit from from what we're doing and be able to you know buy and eat the produce that we grow. Um, so I'm really excited for the farmers market. Um, just want to put this plug in there um, that we're starting, you know, two months earlier than we normally would. So mm-hmm. I'm pre- we're pretty excited about that. So. Um, that is exciting. Yeah, so, There's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I love seeing people too. And I, and I think, yeah, for the pandemic, it's really been really hard for me is not being able to see people and, um, having that connection with people. It's it's a lot different over um you know, over Zoom or um, you know, over like these you know, live events like that. Um so I'm really hoping we can get back to doing more of that one day. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so after the internship's done you know, kinda of wraps up in, in the fall. What what are your plans um afterwards? Yeah, so afterwards, you know, like I said, I'll be graduating next month in a few weeks and you know, take a break this summer, focus on the internship, and I'll be going on to my master's program in the fall in August, but that's online. So I'll be around, um, probably focusing on school and might get a part-time job, but I think definitely taking the time to to do my own research on different plants and stuff because I know majority of my knowledge is on like the summer harvesting and spring. Mm. I, I want to learn more yeah. about like the fall, you know, after everything is kind of brown and hard to identify. That's what yeah. I want to learn is how to still find stuff, even though it might not look like it's there, but it is. That's something that I really want to learn. So I think that's, that's my next goal in, in this journey. Cool. And one of the deliverables for the internship is kind of to, you know, develop um, a business plan um, with the potential for applying for seed money through the internship. Um, mm. Do you, do you have an idea of what you think your, your enterprise will be focusing on? Yeah, I've been thinking about this and something I really enjoy doing is making teas and drinking teas. So I think that could be something because, you know, you don't see, there's a few indigenous owned um, tea businesses, but it's very small. And I think experimenting with different tea blends of, you know, what grows here in this region, but also what could be um, grown in a garden, like chamomile and lavender. And also, like, just using Chayaka and now Dandelion and um, uh, it's uh, Bergamot, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that would be something cool, just have those different tea blends and being able to package that and sell them. And, you know, it's all in compostable material. I think that's important. Is trying to combat climate change, especially with this work, you know, that's important. Mm-hmm. 
I think that would yeah, be cool. Definitely. Yeah, I, I love that idea. Um, I, you know, I love tea and coffee, so you know, I would definitely, I would definitely buy some tea from you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, cool. Um, well, that was uh, Foster Kenoyer Hogan, um, and then this was Food Revolution. Catch you next week. You've been listening to Food Revolution with the Sichungu Food Sovereignty Initiative. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Sichungu Community Development Corporation, Instagram at Sichungu CDC, and check out our website at www.sichungucdc.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time in two weeks.